Giving you access to the biggest hit makers. What's up? This is Amy Shark. Taking over your radio with Joey Groff. Amy. What's up? Long time no speak. I know. Uh, last time I spoke to you uh, just before Christmas, how was your holidays? Did you get so much time off? Um, yeah, I got like a, a week, I think. A week yep. or two. Yeah, it was awesome. How was yours? It was good. It was really, really good. You uh, got to hang out in the new house. I did, yeah. It's been, it's been wild. It's been great. How good. Uh, sad that you have to leave the batch, though. I know. I know. <laughs> the batch is still there. It's just got, it's got a new little family in it, so it's, it's, it's good. Now, I do love uh, not just a talented musician, but also life hacks, how you put away your Christmas tree. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, I was packing, like, we're doing some stuff in the house, and um, I, w- I wanted to put, like, this box somewhere, and I, I forgot that I put the tree <laughs> under the stairs, and I opened the door, and I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Still there looking all Christmassy. Oh, it's so good. So oh, you just did you put it down, or you just kept it, like, ready to go for next Christmas? Oh, she's ready, lights yeah. and all. It's like, it's all it needs is some power, man. And it's like I could keep the lights on in there if I wanted to. Such a good idea. Just my favourite moment of you uh, dragging that thing down the hallway to put it under, <laughs> underneath the stairs. Man, I'm like, yeah. I said to Shane, I'm, like, I'm not doing it. He's like, I'm not doing it. I can't be bothered. And I'm like, all right, I got, I got an idea. <laughs> so, so good. Now, you've been incredibly busy. Obviously, uh, over Europe, you've just come back. You're about to kick off some shows here in Oz as well. Um, I want to first talk about, obviously, being on Vogue because, you know, I know. I know that you're not a, you don't really get like get your photo taken, you know, you, you dress, you know, how you want to, you're nice and comfortable. So was it a total out of comfort experience for you, obviously getting in front of the camera and wearing clothes that you probably wouldn't usually wear? Yeah. You know, like I, I it's definitely, yeah, I'm definitely not built for model life. So <laughs> I was hyperventilating as we were arriving just because there was just so many like important fashion people there. And there was like... 10 security guards watching over the jewelry and like the clothes and stuff. So it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and obviously a was like, is like a pro model, like yeah. runway. So she's walking around and I'm like, oh man, I'm just not meant to be here. But, uh, everyone was so kind and great and, um, and obviously made me look fantastic. So I'm really glad I did it in the end. Yeah. You looked, uh, absolutely stunning on the cover and, um, I loved also, what you said in the interviews as well, um, I guess you and I must have had the same advice, uh, never say no. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I've always loved pushing myself and doing things that are well out of my comfort zone, and that's the only way that you get anywhere in life. You know, you, if you sit still or stay comfortable, you're never really going to experience um, the opportunities that present themselves. Well, and you look at your career, how quickly it's gone and you never, I, I think you especially never say no to a gig or sometimes you have to, I'd imagine, but you really try and get as many places as you possibly can. Yeah, I think like it's important. I mean, there's there's a, a big rule at the moment to like the, the key is being able to say no. So um, there are a lot of things, I guess it's just all about, you know, what aligns with what you want to do and what your brand is and, and what you believe in. So um, you know, I've got to be careful with, um, things that I, that I do, but everything I do is because I want to do it. So no one, no one twists my arm. Cause if I have to have my arm twisted, I just don't do it. So, um, yeah, I think I've just been lucky with the opportunities that, um, that I've been given. 
Now, when you were getting approached for Vogue, was it an immediate yes or was it kind of you had to go away and kind of think about it for a little little bit? Oh, it was so funny, Joe, because like, um, so I'm really close with um, this girl at my record label and she, she called me. And she was like, oh, my God, I, like, I've got this Vogue cover, like a full spread sort of um, for you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working on it right now. And I'm, I'm just like, mm, is it something that I should that, that I have to do or is it? And she's like, no, 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 Amy, it's Vogue. And I'm like, yeah, um, so, so I still so, so I have to do it. And she's like <laughs> just looking at me like, you are an idiot. Like, of course you're doing it. And um, she just knows me so well, like. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really glad everyone was like, no, Amy, this is one you really, you have to do it. So, um, I understand it now. Like I, yeah. I, I love Vogue and I love like, you know, I've, I've always, um, sort of been into fashion and I love it. Um, definitely have some models that I kind of look up to and, and love like sort of what they wear and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I guess for me, I was like, I'm not that person. Like, this is ridiculous. Like. But yeah, it's cool. And so cool for us to see you in, uh, you know, a different light too, I think. And what a great concept to be a part of as well, you know, being a part of these young women who are all, you know, at the top of their game, obviously yourself and and, and the rest, you know, would have been fun to meet those guys and and sit down and have a chat. Yeah, it was super inspiring. And, um, you know, I love film and everything as well. So, and Gory Rice was just such a cool chick to talk to and um yeah she's she's going to be such a big deal yeah um when she gets old she's she's just like yeah she's just a great great chick but um yeah it was a long day um <laughs> and but it, it was so worth it i remember like there was a few people there worried that um you know about having my um top knot in there like you know we know that's like that's what you do and um and i'm like yeah i'm okay to to not do it and they're yep. like really <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like it's Vogue. Like let's let, if we're gonna do this, I'm wear, I'm like draped in Louis Vuitton. Like I'll do whatever you want. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm not a prima donna, guys. I'm fine. I can get out of my Nike <laughs> it's, it's sneakers. It's okay. Yeah, I can take the top yeah. knot down for Vogue. But I do all. want a certain type of muesli bar at lunch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want my coffee. All right. A little yeah, bit exactly. There's a few things I need, but I can. Yeah, I'll give you some leeway today. Let's talk about the new single, Mess Her Up. Uh, I've listened to this many, many times. I think it's a really cool track, especially the fact that all the choruses are different in the way they either begin, you know, it starts off quite slow, then you smack in with the second chorus, and then even the last chorus kind of um, repeats a little bit before it smacks into that. Uh, talk me through kind of creating this song and um, and why this was the single that you decided well, why this was the song of the album you decided was going to be the one instead of, you know, say like Slow Song or I'm a Liar or mm. the rest? This is a really great question, John. I love that you've <laughs> dug this deep into the song. It's oh, like that's a real treat when you have an interview that's like, you know, that's like this. So um, Mess Her Up, I knew it was a special song. I wrote it well before a door, so I never thought that any, like I never thought I'd have a, an audience um, that, would listen to it uh, to this scale. So to have to really talk about it is difficult because it's, you know, it, it describes a real life story and it's, it's got real life characters in it. Um, so I've got to be respectful and, and um, I'm, you know, I think I say a lot about the song in the song. Mm. So, you know, it's just about a, a massive breakdown of um, friends and relationship. And I guess the outcome of, um, following your heart instead of what's possibly morally correct. Um, and it happens every day. And, you know, I think the second that the song w- came out on the album, I saw 
um, the response from people and everyone was so excited about it. Not just the fact that it, the, the production and, and, and everything's just, just on fire in this song. It's just so fun to play and also listen to. Um, huge beats um, and just, yeah, the, the vocals are so tight. Uh, but it's also a great uh, story and um, very dramatic. And I think a lot of people can relate to, to, to this sort of story, whether no matter what character you play um, in a story like this. So... Uh, yeah, it was important. It was really important um, for me to to look through those comments and 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 read how people have related to it because uh, that you know that it's not why I write music, but it's really lovely to see other people um, connecting and and you know relating themselves to the song. And the best songs, I think, always find a way of connecting with people, even if it's not directly with maybe what you wrote it about. If they can still find some sort of relevance to their own life in that song, that's when a song becomes you know universal and. Anyone can then enjoy that track. Yeah, totally. Like, you'd be so surprised, you know. Like, uh, that's why when I'm writing uh, lyrics, um, you know, and, and sometimes people in my team are like, oh, it's a little bit, like, that's a, that's very you. I'm not sure if people will relate. And I'm like, man, they've related to, to more uh, defined things that I've written before. So it's just funny what people um, can, can sort of get out of, out of songs and, and how much all of us have really experienced or are experiencing the same feelings and are doing the same things. So it's, yeah, it's just a big world conversation. It's awesome. And I think this song would just be so fun to perform live, especially with those massive choruses, you know what I mean, where it's just got that cool drop. I reckon that just would be so yeah. fun to be on stage and perform that with the boys. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When it, like, creeps up in the set, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's so good. I <laughs> see it sort of coming, coming. And, um, yeah, and it's off the back of another um, belter. So it's like, you know, I kind of have to have a big drink of water and, like, a little sip of, like, whiskey or beer or something just to get a kick just for the for the two songs that are back-to-back. So, yeah, it's good. Well, I've got to say also my probably my favourite off the album besides Mess Her Up is, is Slow Song. I really do like that track a lot. Yeah, I, it's so, like, because obviously you can only play for so long. There's mm. only so many um, singles that you can, because I didn't even know Mess Her Up was going to be a single. Because, um, I, you know, you don't tell yourself, oh, I've got, you know, all these singles on this album. You just, you don't, I'd never look that far ahead. So, um, but the slow song is such a beautiful, sexy song. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wish I got to play it more. Um, but but I'm really glad that it's on that's on the album and and people still come up to me and, and they're like oh we just want to hear it and and so maybe like there'll be a um, a tour one day where I'll add that in and I'll tell you what it is the line is it me or did it just get hot in here that is hooky as that is just a great line <laughs> I, when I, when you when you saying that in when I'm listening to it I was like oh she's hooked me in she's got me I ain't gone anywhere now <laughs> that's great yeah that is definitely man it hooked one. me in I was like <laughs> and I, wrote I was stoked it. with that I wrote it yeah I was like this is great like it just took it to another level thank you now talk to me first of all Mark Hoppus Blink-182 then you go and hang out with none other than Bill Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins dude seriously you are hanging out with the legends I know it's <laughs> I mean, it's so funny what happens in LA, like people just talk and, and the, the amount that, you know, I could, that I get done in a week in that place is just, is crazy. Yeah. Like I, I had, I didn't have Billy lined up or anything. Like, I don't even know how, like, you know, so when his management sort of hit up my management saying Billy Corgan wants to work with Amy while she's here, um, I was just blown away. Cause I'm like such a big Smashing Pumpkins fan and you know, the whole idea behind a door 
like I, I've my favorite album from Pumpkins is Adore, and my yep. favorite song is Ava Adore. So when I got to tell Billy that, it was like I can't believe I'm I can tell Billy Corgan this story right now. It's it's insane. And his manager, um, we we end up going out for a drink after the studio session, and he showed me the email that Billy wrote to him saying, I hear that shark girl is back in L.A., like, <laughs> can I? And it's just funny that, um, that that's what I'm known as. <laughs> that shark girl. That's that unreal. shark girl. That uh. shark girl is back in L.A. Can we lock her down? <laughs> and he was, he, was he everything that you thought he would be? He was, honestly, and, you know, the story is told a lot that, you know, your idols let you down. He yeah. was the coolest, most loveliest, intellectual, uh, prepared, like, he knew every song of mine and not just that he knew the key they were in and you know he was giving me this massive compliment of saying you know don't ever think you need to um you know complicate your your uh, musician your uh instruments because your biggest talent is your melodies and lyrics and he just knew so much about me and I was just blown away like I was super impressed that he because you know he's Billy Corgan he doesn't need to give me that time and yeah. and he really he really did. So it's, you know, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Cause watching interviews that I've seen of him, he's just got that musical brain. You know what I mean? The way he talks about how oh. he plays guitar or using an amp or using a loop pedal or yep. whatever he's doing. Like he's just like, yeah, it's an, an it, insane. It's very complicated. Yeah. 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 He talks yep. and you're like, I kind of understand <laughs> what you're talking about. But yeah. You know, I'm like, you're way too smart for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, now it's, it's not until someone like Billy is like, he started talking about getting the pumpkins back together and then he started talking about Courtney Love and then he's like, yeah, so when she was with Kurt, I was like, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. You're like a, you're like a legend a in that time. Like yep. we're talking about Kurt Cobain and, and Courtney Love and this is, this is what we're doing right now. This is crazy. It's cool that you get to hang out with people who have been around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at that point in time. Now, oh, no. Queensland Music Awards, you are up again. You continue to dominate those awards. It must be, uh, is that a favourite kind of award ceremony for you in a way? Because, you know, it's probably some one of the first places you got recognised for your music. Yeah, the Queensland Music Awards probably don't know um, how crucial they were to me um, to, to keep going, really, because the year that I won um, Best Pop for Golden Fleece, like, I know they say awards aren't everything, but I really needed some sort of um, recognition. And that was just a turning point for me when when I realized, you know, that that people like that sort of songwriting. I, that, that honestly was was so such a special because I'd never been recognized before. No one really <laughs> had thrown me a bone before, you know, <laughs> like I'd never gotten any like uh, like big tours or, or, or any festival slots or anything. So that night I was just, I was probably just as happy as when I won my first aria. I was just so happy to win that award. So forever in a day, I'll, I, I will remember that night. And I love the, um, the Queensland music awards for doing that for me. Because for most people who don't know, Amy was hustling for like 10 years before she got noticed. And I know you said in your Vogue, uh, in, in the Vogue article that, you know, you got to just do it for free. you got to do it for the love of it before, you know, and that will then allow you to probably then get picked up by a label and be able to do all these amazing things that you've done. Yeah, uh, that's like, you know, the biggest, the, 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 the strongest advice that I could give anyone because that's when, that's when it all turned around for me. The second that I stopped trying to do everything and, and just focus on 
um, what's important. And what's important really is just the song and the music. You know, nothing else. No one cares if you have a website or what your merch looks like if you don't have a song that's trending. (laughs) It's like, it's just, it's bizarre. And I look at what I did for so long and I'm like, oh my God, it's so simple. Just write a good song, write a song that like is meaningful and honest and slightly different, but edgy, but has your words in it. It's, it's very simple. I know it's hard to do and it's hard to, you know, there's a lot of good songs out there at the moment, but there's also a lot of platforms and people are hearing a lot more songs now. So I think if you have something good, it will shine. Oh, young song songwriters these days, I like it, especially this year, just listening to songs that have already come out. Like it's just crazy from like Billie Eilish to Julia Michaels, yourself, you know, there are just so many amazing young songwriters and musicians out there at the moment. It's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, you know, the thing with Billie Eilish and, and Julia, um, I think the thing that we all have in common is we're in our own world and we, we mm. you're just going to, you, you can't be in a race with anyone else, you know, like just, just do, just be yourself and, and write your own style of music. Don't try and uh, emulate anything or just find your own groove because that's what these girls do. They just, they run their own race. That's the cool thing. And that we were talking to a label actually about Billy and it's just the funny thing is people don't know where to slot her because every song is different. She just does, you know, she's so organic with how she creates <laughs> music. It's so hard to play. You can't place her in any category. And I'm loving that because as we've spoken before, genres are coming irrelevant now. You know, if it's a good song and connects with people, then that makes it, a, tra- a great track. This is true. Um, you know, like it's, yeah, she she is a force of nature. Like I, the funniest thing um, that happened with me and Billy is we were on the, um, so we did, both did Apple Up Next. So we met really early on and I was like, this chick's going to blow up. Yep. And then um, we did Laneway and, uh, you know, I hung out with her and her brother and her mom and everything. And the last day of Laneway, <laughs> just typical Billy, she, um, she came up to me and she's like, you're so talented, Amy. I hope you die. <laughs> it's like she's the only one that could get away with saying, I hope you die. And I will, it's just, it, it just made me laugh so much. She's adorable, but she's just, she's hilarious. I love yeah. it because that's meant with so much love, but it's just. Yeah, oh. Oh, 100% all love, but all Billy. That's so, so good. Well, we don't have much time left. Um, I just want to talk about something else you mentioned in Vogue about a moment you had where you just had a little bit of a meltdown. You locked yourself in a bathroom before a gig. Talk to me through that moment because meeting you (laughs) and knowing you for so long now, I just wouldn't get that from you that you'd have, you know, this little little meltdown. You, You seem so kind of just... You know, you go with the vibe and chill. I know you're so passionate about your music and I know you're probably a little bit of a control freak when it comes to recording stuff and doing all that kind of stuff, but was it just stress and just buggered? Yeah, you know, it, it all comes down to being so tired and um and probably hungry and just just it just just mentally drained and exhausted. And I remember I just I just didn't want to face it. I just was so sick of myself and I and it's funny because it's not until it's like your job, you're like I have to do this. Like people are relying on me to do this. And, um, you know, you're in these big cities playing these big shows and and these late shows and it's, it's very overwhelming. Um, I have a very big team and we're all talking and there's so many different opinions. And, and this one day I just snapped. I was just like, no, I don't (laughs) want to be Amy Shark right now. Sorry. Like, and you know, Shane had to like, um, just talk me out of the bathroom and, um, and I ended up having a really a really good show. So, but yeah, it does happen. You know, it does happen. <laughs> Little meltdowns. Not often, but it does happen. <laughs> um, do you forget it's a job sometimes? 
Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, I haven't been doing this for that long, so the fact that I get to write songs or talk about my songs or play them is still just such a, an honour and I'm, I'm so grateful to be, to be able to do that now full-time as my job. Yeah, and it, I think you'd lose a little bit of the passion if you felt like it was work, you know, if it, if instead of being just uh, something that you get to enjoy and do and love and uh, continue to do for, well, until the day you die, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't really be able to survive, I guess. Like, as much as there's some things that I would rather not, like, I would rather be in a studio <clears throat> writing or, or, or um, recording songs. Like, I'd lo- I could do that every day, uh, all day for the rest of my life. But when, yeah, some musicians I've spoken to and artists, they're like, oh God, I still need like this many more songs. And I'm like, isn't that like the fun bit? Like, isn't that what, like, I can't wait to some some days wrap up the day and go back and write songs. Like, that's just like, let me at it. Um, So yeah, I find it really bizarre when some people are like, oh God, I got to write some songs. (laughs) It's like, it's your job, man. Like how you, it's a fun job too. Like, Do you get that from songwriters or you just get that more from people who have just become musicians? Obviously, because you started as a songwriter, so you have a, you've always had a passion for it. Yeah, I get, I mean, I've heard it from very different sort of artists, some who are songwriters and Maybe just because they've been doing it for a while, uh, for a lot longer, or yeah. um, maybe they have more pressure on them. I, I'm not sure. Everyone has a different, um, a different world, you know. And I think the sh- sort of shark world that I've created, everyone's really, um, everyone's really good with me. Like I, I don't have to worry about much apart from writing songs. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's pretty easy. I'm like a 12 year old kid, you know. I'm, I get told what to wear, where my where my flight is, what I'm eating, and then, um, you know, I just write. I can just concentrate on writing the songs. That must be good. Um, well, <laughs> can someone do that for my life, please? That'd be amazing. <laughs> Ames, it's always so good to catch up. Thank you so much, Ames. Pleasure, dar. Um, and I think we're going to be catching up when you're in Brizzy performing on the River Stage. I think we're going to do a little. Maybe a little video that thing together. That old little show, hey? Yeah. I think we'll do a little, little, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. little digital interview together. So um, I will uh, catch you when you're here in uh, Queensland. I hope so. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Bye.